Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. I'm your girl Kimmy and this week's episode is about porn. Can it be harmful to your relationship? So check us out on the porch as we talk about this hot topic. Have a good one. How is everybody doing today? Doing well. Doing great. Doing great. Welcome back, Natasha. We ain't seen you in a minute. But that's been I my, know. Hey. That's been my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, this, I, we were just talking before we hit the recording. Um, this weather is just going back and forth. Like one week is so hot. The next week is cold, you know. Um, but it makes me think of, um, you know, like when in COVID, you know, the for, for those two years in COVID, you know, we um we just really didn't think about the weather because we was in, you know, inside. We're inside. So, right. Yes. But now, right. you know what I mean? We're out and about. Yeah, we're out and about. So, you know, I think that it makes a big difference. But I'm I'm really glad that, you know, we are able to get out and um, you know, get some vitamin D. I mean, I, I never stopped. Hey Rosie girl, how are you? Good, how are you? Um, I never stopped going in the house. I mean, I, I've always walked through the whole pandemic, you know what I mean? Because um, I think it was more of mental relief, you know, getting out and getting some air and getting some sunshine, um, you know. So I think we had to do whatever we had to do to to keep our mental sanity alongside our um, keeping our health, you know, because, you know, that pandemic wasn't nothing to be playing with. But um, I'm glad everybody's on tonight. This episode is probably going to hit near and dear to people. I'm going to say not nobody on here. I don't know. I can't speak for y'all. But um, <laughs> I'm going to say because Natasha is our expert. So, Natasha, you probably will have a lot to say far as um, what you run through in your business, um, far as people mm-hmm. have addictions. Um, but we're going to talk about porn and can it be harmful? And the reason I've kind of started off with talking about COVID and things like that, I, I did a, um, excuse me, I did a, a statistic on how many people during the COVID time became um, porn addicted. Um, mm-hmm. you, you would probably think that you probably wouldn't be, be a, become porn addicted during the COVID time because everybody is home. Um, but People were breaking up during the because they were home. You know what I mean? And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of things <laughs> being peeled back. You know what I mean? Um, because of being at home, I, I guess because you know when you want to go, you have more opportunity to kind of fly past your mate or whatever. And you know, mm-hmm. you know, if something is beneath the surface, I'll just say that beneath the surface, um, COVID was not damn time to for it to be uncovered because. Um, you know, porn is not just a male thing. I'm, I'm no. not throwing that on you, CG, because you're you're the male representative on the porch tonight. <laughs> but it is um that was my next thing. Um, eighty percent of women look at porn. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, women can be porn addicted too. Mm-hmm. So this is our topic tonight. So can porn be harmful? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everybody got you. I got these looks on your face, so I guess, nobody got, I guess nobody got no suspicion. Only if it's, take, if it's taken over 
um, your whole being. But getting back to the point, Kim, of what you were saying before of um, it, it was more people watching porn during the pandemic. Maybe um, a lot of people were alone and you didn't want to get n- near anyone because of you didn't want to catch COVID. So, yeah. OK, I want to pleasure myself. I'm going to watch porn or whatever for entertainment or pleasure or what, whatever have you and get into it, um, you know, that way because of that. I I, I agree. Maybe I that's why I skyrocketed. Yeah, it it went off the it was, you know, um as a whole between men and women, porn was around sixty-three percent of people. I guess that they, they kind of balanced it out somewhere. I don't know how women are at eighty percent, because I know that um even down the little teenage boys they got on their phone looking um prescriptions <laughs> <laughs> going on. So I don't know how they got to that sixty-three percent. But um how can porn be harmful? I I can think of a lot of ways how porn could be harmful, but um, CG, we can throw you out here. <laughs> uh, we need the male perspective. I mean, generally, yes, porn can be harmful, um, especially without any type of context. So, if you've never had any, you know, um, introduction into sex at all, and that's your first, you know, point of contact, that's definitely going to be that can be definitely harmful to your psyche, especially as a as a as a as a boy as a young man or whatever like when you're when you're engaging with women and you think that you know what you see with what's happening with porn this is how you engage with women and right they're stimulated and everything and you just don't understand because no one's ever really talked to you about it and then on top of that too it's like you know um i mean there's a lot of different categories out there like so you know you don't know you don't know what you're doing yep. out there you know you, know what, you don't know like, what you know, rabbit hole you'll go down. exactly so you don't know what actually you know you don't if you don't have any context of it then you're not really gonna understand it and then on top like as well with the context of it too like you don't know some people don't even know that a lot of this stuff isn't even real it's scripted mm-hmm. you know so so they're thinking that this is reality or that it mimics a reality and it's like yo like not every pizza boy is going to come through and you know <laughs> you know say so so i think within context you know with, without having any context it can be very dangerous to people i i agree um rosie what do you think um i kind of feel like same thing cg said like i mean first of all with anything too much of anything is bad speaking, i was once talking to this dude and he watched porn like it was tv shows like i'm like oh what are you doing he's about to watch porn next day what you doing about to watch porn that was alarming to me like why are you watching porn like every day all day any chance you get i just felt like I don't know. That screamed addiction. And that was alarming. So I cut him off. So <laughs> I was like, why? I mean, watching it here and there, I think is fine. But every time we spoke, he was either about to watch it or just finished watching it. <laughs> Sir, you got a problem. <laughs> so, yeah, he's ready to be on a register somewhere. Cause like, what the hell is wrong with <laughs> so I, mean, I, really. I was like, no, thank you. That was very alarming. So I definitely think it could be a problem. I do think a lot of um, well, I just use men because I only date men. They kind of tend to think that that's really how it works. So they try to do shit that you cannot do that they see on the book. So, I mean, I think you need to know who you're dealing with, but too much of anything isn't good, period. 
Yeah, I think that you know you 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 were right. Um, I agree with all Natasha, CG, and Rosie and Keisha. I agree with you all. Um, I think it's always a, a fine line where somebody can go off, and the the expectation is becomes like you say unrealistic. You know, and like CG said, it's scripted. But when we say it's harmful, I can say harmful in the fact that your mate can now um, substitute you. You know what I mean? For something that is virtual, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And not, um, I'll say tangible, because that's in the in the computer or your phone or whatever. You don't know those people, you know what I mean? But when you start to, um, I think, lead your relationship into porn, um, and don't get me wrong, because look, I have a... a, a a mixed feeling about this. I feel like that porn could be used to um, enhance your relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do believe that. I believe that as long as you don't take it to the point where you just want me to be running around with whips and chains and you hang <laughs> from my ceiling and, and, and all, all, all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, that's just, that's not, if that's not my personality, you already know what it is. Then you can put a higher expectation on me that I'm not going to be cool with that. So, um, I say harmful. I'm glad you gave a scenario, but does anybody else have a scenario where they feel like it um, was harmful? You don't have to say yourself, but harmful in the sense where it caused um, a breakup of a relationship. Because Rosie already talked about hers, but um, well, I've had um, I work with women and couples, and what I've found with women is I wouldn't necessarily say a breakup in the relationship, but like a breakup from herself because if what she knows is from porn, Mm. then what porn shows is a lot of submissiveness, no consent. And so when they are uncomfortable, which a lot of women will go through sex being uncomfortable, just taking whatever, because that's what they assume is supposed to be done. So Mm. I've been doing a lot of work with women with understanding that no is okay, that Mm. you can shift, that sex is not about getting in that really uncomfortable position and staying there. Mm-hmm. Like you do have a voice to say, well, can we switch or can we slow down? It doesn't have to be a mm-hmm. pornographic thing going on. And sometimes we just don't like the porn sex, but mm-hmm. that is what men are expecting. So I've been on the other side, helping women get back connected with their selves so that they can have a more fruitful relationship with like both individuals participating. Like if y'all pounded it out, we're going to pound it out together. Like we're going to both have a say so and how it goes. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I've seen on the other end. I don't really work with men because when it comes to the porn addiction thing, mm-hmm. that's not like my expertise, but I've found that it has come up a lot when I'm working with women. So they, they come to you and say that, um, I'm just trying to make sure I understand. They come to you and say they feel inadequate. Or they just it's not an it's not an inadequate it's a I put myself in an uncomfortable situation why mm-hmm. did you put yourself in that uncomfortable situation well if you look at porn women are submissive um they may say no but the no actually means yes you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what they're saying in porn and just like some of the the men mm-hmm. women are not being taught about sex. So mm-hmm. it's either from friends or it's coming from porn is where they're getting the notion of what a woman does during sex. Okay, so I I, I agree with that 100%. And um, okay, I'll just say all this. When I was younger and I first like um, 
heard like I think my dad talking about it because you know back then you know I, I'm I'm a, a 60s child so back then when you know that was like a taboo to look at porn you know what I mean mm-hmm. only um certain people had um access to it and it wasn't on you know wasn't no no um no no smartphones or none of that so um people was looking at one like work reels of movie reels of, of freaking porn you know so we are way past that now so now we are living in a um, more liberated sexually free type of environment so if you want me to be submissive because what you saw um dolly do does dallas everybody on on the porn screen and you want me to do these these um little i guess performances for you um and i'm, I'm directing this to you natasha how do you think that if it was reverse where, like I said, women are addicted to porn too, and they want their man to perform in a certain way and they can't, you know, you look at on, on the porn. I mean, you, you don't see people that have like, um, I guess, you know, it's almost like a perfect world. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you, in your real life, that's not true. You see what I'm saying? Everybody right. has something where they may feel uncomfortable with. And I know mm-hmm. I'm talking as a woman. I mean, the older I get, things ain't as, as tight as they used to be. And I ain't talking about my punani. I'm just talking about, <laughs> my, you know, mm-hmm. different parts of my body. So that makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. so... um I don't know how that, that, that would actually work out, but I can tell you that being in a, um, a marriage for damn near 18 years, um, if my husband is in the bathroom looking at porn, he damn sure don't tell me, you know what I mean? And he don't mm-hmm. come in here asking me for nothing. I'm not swinging from no chandelier and we ain't doing no anal sex. We ain't doing none of those things like that. And you ain't breaking me off. You ain't twisting me backwards. We're not doing none of them too old for that. So, you know, we're not doing none of those things. So we good in that space. But I mean, I actually have friends who talk about this, that, you know what, their husbands look at it all the time and the expectation is really high. And like you said, it's submissive. And I don't want to be the one to talk so, here. So do you I mean, think that that is a desensitization of desensitizing regular um, sex because you have seen this so that uh, and you keep watching all these things we're here we're there is more people is this is that and it's not your reality that sometimes you want to make that your reality which causes yeah. problems yeah. in the relationship yeah. and two they try to put your leg behind your head or something like that then then I'm that's not my reality no more and then I'm I want to step out of that I don't want to you know because you know I I don't know if anybody like follow Michael Baston or um on Facebook, I just mm-hmm. never knew he was just like so into it, all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not knocking him, but he really makes people feel you need to look at porn. You need to if you if you're not in a committed relationship, you need to um, not try to be in a committed relationship. You need to just go out and have fun and and have multiple partners. And I think we are in that era where multiple partners. Um, um, you, of course, we gay and lesbian, all that is just the norm now. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that when we talk about porn and how it can um, be harmful, I think it's real a mindset. If you think that that person is the person that you're looking at on TV, but where do you draw the line at? So, um, CG, who was going to say something? Keisha? I was going to say, do you think that people feel... Um, 
What no? What if a person feels like the only time that they can have sex is to watch porn first? Like and they have that's no a concern. Yeah, that's a concern. Um, and also thinking about porn is like a really quick fix. Mm-hmm. Like you want that feel good. You want that thing now. Whereas mm-hmm. in a relationship, you got to do the foreplay. Like you got to talk things out and it's like, this is kind of drawn out. And some people don't want to do that. So porn can be a quick fix. Um, But I also, I use porn with my, like I suggest that to my clients, especially couples. Like if you don't know what you don't know, how can you Uh say what you do, what you do and don't like? So Mm -hmm. I always tell them, get, go down the porn rabbit hole and have a conversation about what you're watching. Cause some things, it may not be a no. It may be a, well, what would this look like? Or what would be the compromise? So it's not always a bad thing. I feel like porn can be an issue when it, one, keeps you from functioning. Like you Mm -hmm. can't go to work. You can't make no money. You're not paying your bills. You're not interacting with anyone. You're just isolating with that. Uh, But also if it keeps you away from your partner and you have the unrealistic expectation of your partner, um, or there is a lack of desire between you and your partner because you just want the quick fix of porn, mm-hmm. then that could hinder a relationship. But I think it has its its goods and its and its bads. I do too. I do too. So I'm the mm-hmm. one saying all the, the the harmful things, but you know, what are the, the good things about porn? You just broke it down, Natasha. So Rosie, what is the good some some of the good things about porn? I definitely say obviously. Like Natasha said, how could you say you don't like something if you've never seen it? So you can see things to discover whether or not something you'd want to try, kind of get out of your element. Um, I was going to ask a quick question before we got to this, though, but I've asked before on my podcast and, you know, sometimes people are into certain things that they don't tell their partners. I don't know if it's because they're not sure if they'll be into it, but I've said it before me personally, if somebody's into some freaky shit. (laughs) <laughs> I would like to know immediately. Yeah. Like, I would not want you to wait. And then you want me to try all these things that I'm like, okay, I'm I not agree. Yeah. So I know some people don't say it because it's probably like, okay, this probably a little bit is too much for someone. Mm-hmm. And I want to kind of wait, but I don't think that that's helpful to the other person. And I think you're dragging something that, because the, there are certain things I 100% will not perform in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So if you don't tell me that you like these things, and I, think, <laughs> I think there's certain things for everybody. Find your tribe. Somebody's going to do it and not mine, but don't be trying to set me up. You want to do some freaky things. You don't tell me about it till later. That's right. Because the relationship would be over. I'm telling mm-hmm. you that. Because I'm not going to let nobody make me feel abused. You're not going to burn me. You're not going to do none of those things. I mean, because you see somebody on it. We're not doing that. You're not going to be doing none of those things to me. I think more of my myself then you want to do little torturous things to me that's not gonna work because that's your fantasy and yes that make you happy we're not doing those things we we just not so if you want to have it um have me out your life real quick pull out some some kind of instrument or some kind of fire <laughs> arm or something that you think that we want to play around with absolutely not so i agree with you Rosie, because if you don't tell me up front you know what i mean and it, it, you don't have to just lately just say well I like um, women who just do anal sex all the time you're not looking for me you know you're looking for somebody else you're not looking for me so you know we need to we need well to, I'm we interested need to, to know 
what would everyone's like how would you I know how I would do it but I want to <laughs> I want to know how y'all would you know start having those conversations like and I'm not talking about like basic hey you know like I'm talking about deep <laughs> are you licking booty like are you like how because if you're saying I want to know what you into how yeah. are you gonna ask because if they're not saying it because there's a shame and embarrassment mm-hmm. and they're not feeling vulnerable and they're not open to that so if y'all were in the situation and you want to know how would you go about asking and what when are you gonna do it you doing it on third date you better do that on the first date and that I'll just say this <laughs> Just make something, just make, see, like I'm a jokester, you know what I mean? So I can joke somebody into telling they real colors, you know what I mean? <laughs> really, I can joke your ass into some stuff. Like I'll make you be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, just, boy, you want to act like you want to lick somebody's ass. And if he be like, yeah, and I'd be like, see, right. <laughs> right then, you know what I mean? Joke them into, you know, bring that. And then you can have a comment. You can start the conversation. Well, that's what you like. That's what you into. Yeah, girl, I'm I like that. that. That's a good answer, Kimberly. I like that. Joke them into it. You know what I mean? Because if it, if it's something that they don't like, then you could be like, I'm just playing. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> I ain't really mean that. You know, but if you joke and they be like, yeah, when the heck that gonna happen? Never. Okay. Well, I just wanted to see what you was about. But I think it makes um, it easy, Natasha, instead of putting somebody really on the spot. You know what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. it easy for the person where they can back their own self out and be like, yeah, okay, I know what he into. People mm-hmm. will, and I think that people that have, um, and I ain't going to say habits that are not the norm, because right now everything is the norm. Basically. Fetishes. So, yeah, these little fetishes and things that go on, it, it may not apply to me, but it, it, it's applying to somebody. But um, I think it's the way you actually present it. And I think joking is a good way to present something um, without having to fall yourself in a way where you're embarrassed and the other person is embarrassed. I think you already know. If you have a set of questions that are out on like some cards questions, I don't know. I don't know how I personally ask this question, but I was just thinking about this, <laughs> like uh, like game. And you have like game cards of different mm-hmm. things that you would want to know, not just about porn, but just about anything. You slip that one on in there, and then <laughs> that's how you, and then that's how you would um, start yeah. the conversation from that. That's I like that one. answer too. I like that one too. Okay, CG, do you have Man. a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for me, this is a. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I can't play around with any stuff because I, I have you know, dabbled in some fetishes and stuff. So it's not a game for me because, you know, there's consent that's required. There's a lot of things that's like, you have to make sure that the person that you're dealing with is safe. So it's, or feel safe, comfortable, you know, and that you're, you're even at that point in the relationship where you can even be vulnerable enough to have that conversation. So for me, it's always been, yo, are you cool with this? How do you feel about this? Like, it's just so direct because you don't, you don't want anything to come out as like, you know, you treated me bad. You did that, and it's like this is the game that we're talking about. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Like you, you know, you don't want anything left up to you know someone else's interpretation. So you have to be, you know, very direct if you're talking about uh, certain fetishes. Um, so I, I don't know. For me, it's always been pretty clear and direct. Um, and also because. <laughs> I feel like today, like there's a there's a big blur. 
I'm just gonna say it, man. It's it's this is even say it. Say I, it. Say you know, it. I feel like there's a lot of blur between what sexual assault is and what it isn't. And sometimes if you're not, if you're I feel like sometimes like there's a regret that comes with having sex with somebody and somebody can say, Oh, you sexually assaulted me because I regret it. So for me to for me to be safe as a man, I need everything laid out. I need to communicate it completely because mm. I don't want I don't want to be at the end of somebody's accusation because they had an assumption about something and we didn't communicate about it. So, and, and I, I just don't want to be, I don't want anything left up, you know, to be interpreted in a different way than what it was. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we had, you know, you just need to communicate your expectations. Uh, if, if you need to say no, okay, no means no. Okay. That means I stop. Everything stops right there. Like, there's no <laughs> right. like, oh, well, I was just playing. Like I've, I've dealt with girls who are like, Oh, when I say no, I don't, I, I just, I don't really mean no. I just want you to keep, no, mm-mm, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I never, so, I never you know, suggest no as a safe word. It, exactly. Red, you know, something else. So I, I think, I think, you know, it just depends on what realm you're going into. You know, if you're into the vanilla stuff, cool. You don't, you know, but when you're dealing with. Into the you know, what? If, if you're more vanilla, you know, about your, about your regular stuff, self. Very plain. Yeah. Yeah. Very plain oh, regular. Like, if that's a new trend. <laughs> no, no you're you very plain regular vanilla um, non-traditional yeah. more of your kinkier fetish yeah if you've got kinks fetishes and stuff like you you need to be like very like open open talk open. about everything because it, i mean it's it can be scary for both parties because everybody's yeah, viable yeah i mean because if you think about it you're a nice looking young man and um Women are attracted. I know you have a girlfriend, but um, I agree that because you know what I when you were saying that, see, you know what I was thinking? If somebody said, "Ooh, Kim, um, I want to um, burn you with some cigarettes," you know, I'm into that. Kim, this is leading me to something. This is uh, for um, Natasha. Natasha, have you had um, any um, a client that said that they were that? Um, they participate in doms and subs? Um, I have talked to people. I've been in spaces because I'm also a kink aware professional. So mm-hmm. oh, I, wait, 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 hold up. Kink aware. Yeah, I, so. read, I read books and uh, yeah, about that. So, you okay, know, I'm I, just, I, I want you to be, yeah. I want you to, that was a good one, Keisha. I want you to explain that because people that are listening don't, may not know what that is. So I. Right. So being a kink aware professional basically means that the different types of trainings and things that I go to makes me aware to non-traditional sex. So doing the bondage, doing, you know, all of those different things, I'm aware of it and I understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, So being as a therapist, if you are a general therapist and you're not kink aware and say someone comes into their office and they've got um, welts on their body or they've got rope burns around their, their, their wrists and you can see it, someone could interpret that as they're being abused. Whereas for me, I'm going to ask more questions. And if, you know, they get open enough and they say, you know, why participate in play? Okay. Well, that's where you got that from. That's why you have, you know, bruises and stuff like that because you participate in play. And I don't just jump to, Oh gosh, what's the worst? Like you're out here playing and having yourself a good time. As long as you're good, I'm good. Let's talk about that's what the real one. issue is. I, I've never heard of that. I, I mean, see, that's what I, I want to say myself that I didn't know what you were talking about. So I just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you just want, I want to put myself in a place where I am 
having a space for individuals like that to come to me because they sometimes they do have um, concerns. And if you go to a therapist where they're not aware of what all is going on in the non-traditional lifestyle, mm-hmm. that can make it a really bad experience for the client and they may never go back to therapy ever again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just try to say like Shades of Grey. Ooh. You've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, right? I have. That's not like the, the greatest depiction, where, but yeah, yeah, so, something similar to that. Mm-hmm. But there are so many different kinks and fetishes out there. That's like the mainstream that people are yeah. always talking about. Can you tell us a couple of the kinks and fetishes? Tell us a couple of them. Um, so you have asphyxiation. Oh, those that what? like to be kind of choked, choked out, and brought back. What was that, CG? <laughs> he's he's doing a choke. Come on now. <laughs> them out but yeah okay yeah okay i got it um, i don't think i'll be playing it <laughs> one of them that seems to be a new one which i mean i don't like it but people like what they like is when your partner spits in your mouth like oh, yeah oh, hell no mm-hmm. i don't know when that became a thing or maybe they weren't talking about it but now it's so popular oh, and everything yeah it's always been a thing it's always it's part I, of the dom was, and sub relationship okay. a lot of times but it's also just like a consent thing someone says Hey, do you do you like that? That's one of those beginning conversations, but I know that can be hard to bring up if you're one in a lifestyle and you're like communicating with someone that's not, and they would have a reaction like, "Can you what? No, you're not spitting," mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. spit. Oh, yeah. that, that you caused a lot of ass whoopings. You talking about spitting? <laughs> <laughs> those were non consensual. Those were yeah, non-consensional. Yeah, you don't you don't just be whipping that stuff out and like without talking to <laughs> like, that's, right. that's some weird no. stuff. Like mm. somebody tried to make me their sub and then like I didn't I didn't know anything about the kink world like that. And the first time it's like they slapped me and I'm like, what the f-? you know, I'm I almost like I almost what? got into a fight. I'm not gonna lie, I almost got into a fight. I didn't know what was going on. You need oh. to make it clear up front. You know yeah. what I mean? If somebody slapped me in my face and do you want to spit on me and spit? That was my first experience. I was like, oh, I'm not a sub. That's that's not for me. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't even want to be. I just want to be neutral. I just want to be neutral. <laughs> I want to be into situations where I feel like you jeopardizing my health, my, my well-being with that kind of stuff. I mean, okay. That, okay. All right. So spin. What's some more? Because this is like really juicy because I don't know nothing about this. And now I'm like, okay. Like I, I'm, I'm taking notes. Well, you have your bondage, of course. Mm-hmm. You have your impact play, which would be paddles, flogs, whips, things of that nature. Everybody's <laughs> like here on this on this platform. Y'all know y'all <laughs> beat y'all when y'all was little. So I don't I know why. Anything though. <laughs> I yeah. have been to a lot of um, conventions where there are black people and people of color that do enjoy impact play there's which is why i'm so big on being kink aware because a lot of times black people are like ain't nobody doing that black people aren't doing that that's it's that is very untrue oh okay okay so we got we didn't pull the paddle out and and with beating we 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 spanking <laughs> okay so what, what's next <laughs> so you have your you have your foot fetishes your feet yeah what are you doing with your feet what whatever they want to do as long so as apparently okay I had discovered it. that people like a foot job. I ain't never heard of that until what is a foot job? A foot job. Literally you getting a hand job with a woman's feet <laughs> or whatever sex yep. is they're rubbing their feet. I was like, wait a minute. 
it. So this is a thing. So mm-hmm. that's a fetish. People like people like it. Women like to perform it. Guys like to receive it. I didn't know about it until last year, but that's a thing. I mean, I see that. I could see that being a thing. You just gotta have some halfway decent feet. Now come there are hammer, lots of hammer time, and and, and you want to be the point. Man, some people out there with some real foot fetishes, y'all. I remember I. I I came out the club one time and my homegirls with me and I think she was selling feet pictures or something to some dude and he <laughs> he met us out in the park. I guess he he saw her out in public and like this dude damn near was on his he was on his damn, you know, knees like absolutely ready to kiss her feet like right in front of me. I'm like I'm like, really? They are making the a lot of money out. Yeah, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. OnlyFans and if you could, I get down the rabbit holes of Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Like, there are people who have Instagram strictly for their feet. Like, yeah, they're out here just as, making just as much money for feet as they are panties. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me go check out. I got some nice feet. You got some nice feet. <laughs> 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 I have a nice side job. No harm. Man, thanks for telling me. I'm going to start doing me some some research. Like, you know, look, we in an inflationary time. You know, a little extra money never hurt anybody. And you mm, just got to look at my feet. Okay, all. yeah. So, that's that's all right. Okay, so uh, one more, um, Natasha. Um, well, it's the, so the golden many. Sho- the golden showers, Ooh. the water sport. Wow. <laughs> I actually heard that people are doing both now. They've Scott. always, it's, oh, they've always been doing two. both. Yeah, the second one is scat play. What is called? Scat play. <laughs> you don't remember two girls in cup? I've never seen that, believe it or not. As much well, as now you know, like, now you know what it's about. I never seen Wait a minute, wait a minute. Y'all going too fast and I'm, I'm old and slow. <laughs> CG, repeat what you just said. I was Two like, girls in a cup. Don't look at it. Uh, if you ain't into this, I'm not into this stuff. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if you're not ready to see no scat play, don't go yeah, looking at it. Don't. Yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that traumatized me as, as a kid. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> he said as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I was a teenager when it came out. Was I a teenager? I think so, yeah. This is like I've never seen it, but I mean, I've seen my fair share of videos just because um, for therapy, I have to watch, you know, go to a training where it's like doing a sexuality reassessment and kind of going through all the things so that I can see clients that I want to see and make sure that I'm not judgmental and I'm not giving them the <gasps> factor because I've mm-hmm. already seen it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I had a... Go ahead. I had had a dom on as a guest on my podcast, and uh, she talked about a lot of the services she performs. I know one of the kinks, um, which I'm sure you've heard of, Natasha, is like um, she wears heels or boots, and it depends on whichever the guy prefers. And she kind of like steps on their nuts. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. I forgot what she called it. Do you know the name of it, Natasha? There's a name. I, don't I can't remember. There's a lot of the humili- <laughs> the humiliation. Yes. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's in Rosie. that. 
Can you yes. get that? Can you get Satanism her? Satanism and masochism. Oh, absolutely. I know she's only fans. I'll send you her information. Um, she talked about how she got started, uh, which was, you know, a very crazy story because believe it or not, a pastor introduced her to this kind of lifestyle. Yes. So you can definitely <laughs> have her on um, and then she'll tell you the whole story. But yeah, she's like heels, boots, whatever. And I'm like, that just sounds painful. But she also mentioned something as far as, um, it's not therapy, but she also has like right after she performs all these things afterwards. Aftercare. Yes. She doesn't just send them home because she's like, I can I can imagine that it's kind of like, you know, pretty whatever. So she provides aftercare mm-hmm. as well. Said. Mm-hmm. So it was very new to me, all these things. But yes, it definitely died. She definitely dived into what people like and she performs it. Okay, so I you know, I told you I'm a little slow. So the aftercare, what's included in the aftercare if anybody knows? Whatever you need. And I believe that aftercare, need, it shouldn't just be in the kink play lifestyle. Like I think after sex, you should be having aftercare as well. But it's basically just after the high of all the things that you've done, you come back down. And so mm-hmm. giving you the care you need coming down. So maybe you need to be cuddled. Maybe okay. you need water. Maybe you need someone to give you a bath. Maybe you need like a As long as you don't need 911 in the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's not a stick and move because that can leave some people. They just drop and that can mess with their emotions. That was that's. I mm. think we covered a lot of information, right? Like, I don't know a third of this stuff. <laughs> I didn't. I, I got to go talk to my son and see if he can, you know, but he'll probably say, nah, please stop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he'll say, please don't go that route, me. <laughs> I, you don't know. I like to interrogate him and he just be sitting there. He, you know, once they get older, they, they don't have to really like answer you anymore, you know, so. I just say little things that just like mess with them. Did you know about that? Mom, just stop it. Just stop it. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But, but um, I agree with what Nat- Natasha said. At first, it used to be like, oh, white people, white people. But right. Black people, I'm sure they've been into it. But now a lot of people are becoming more comfortable. I follow a lot of podcasts or um, I listen to a lot of them. And a lot of Black people, they talk about their kinks. I think the more people are willing to come out and talk about it because they've realized that there's like communities that accept it and you can find your person that's into it. So I think people have always been doing this. They're just more comfortable to talk about it because it's more yeah. accepted. I hear that. Yeah, I, I think that um I think that um it's so accepted now. Um and I think that people use a lot of different things to help manage their their day to day their day to day living, you know what I mean? And being in relationships is all is always um a challenge. I don't care what nobody says. If you can put it off like you know, you, everything is good for you, but I think that there's nothing wrong with porn unless you um, use it as a replacement for the person that you really should be having um, your relationship with and communicating with. Because at the end of the day, you ought to name all these fetishes and stuff like this. I'm just not even at the front door. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I guess I'm just a square because, hell, I don't know none of this this stuff going on. But I'm going to do some research because I need to make my husband happy. No, that's not. I'm playing. You do it because you're interested and you would like to include him in that exploration. That's what I'm saying. I'm going like, if I don't know about it, then I don't know if I would like something. You see what I'm saying? 
I'm just this is a good segue it. to conversation. Like, whatever. And you might be like, you, yeah, the I older you, about it. The older you are, you get, and it's not for everybody, but when you've been married for a while, things start to just run like autopilot. Autopilot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Autopilot. And guess what? You know why I say that? Because I talk to a lot of people by being um, in the podcasting world. That autopilot is very dangerous. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's very dangerous. And I'm not saying that you have to do something um, extraordinary every time or every week, you know, to, to keep things going. But you must discuss it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You must bring that back because it when you get on autopilot, hell, it's leading a life of its own. And you don't know how to pull that back in. That's when things start to go um, astray. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good one. So this was a good episode. I loved it. You know, um, I'll say this. I think we need to do an episode on fetishes. Because I think we just skimmed over it a little bit. We, we said a lot of them. But you know me, I'm half crazy. So I like to, <laughs> I like to get the down and dirty of um all the listeners they want to hear that too and you know what i always say and i don't know if you say this to um your people on your on your, on your platform rosie i don't care what people may like on instagram or facebook or whatever they are listening because when you have topics oh, like that they are listening. I'm yeah. telling you. When I go look at the statistics I'll be like oh it's some it's some people out here listening and the things that i be thinking the topics that may you know be a little bit risque they are listening i had people inbox me and saying that was a really good i don't know how you heard it but thank you thank you you know what i mean but that just lets me know people are more inclined to hear this than they openly come up and see it you see yeah so how are you having a conversation yeah, people are looking for solutions and help in their own yeah. situations, and listening to to other people like, man, I thought about it, or yeah, that has crossed my mind, or mm-hmm. oh, I didn't think about it in that way, but you opened that's up a I'm new saying. avenue for me. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you know, I think we'll do an episode on that. It may be like um, you know May because I already got April kind of done. But um, Natasha and, and Rose, you tell me what your schedule is. We'll talk offline about that. But um, if you can give me that um, young lady's information, I think I that would be a really good episode. Um, and you know, we'll just all get back together again. So my final thoughts is, porn is what you make it. Just right. don't um, make it your wife or your husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my final thought. So everybody can tell me their final thoughts. Keisha? Um, porn could be good or bad. Um, for good part is it could be a stress reliever. The bad part is it could um take over if you let it take over your life. Mm-hmm. Natasha, porn is it could be a necessity, good or bad. True, true. Rosie girl, uh, everything in moderation is always the key. Um, porn is good to watch if you want to learn some new things like we've talked about. If you don't know about it, how will you know if you like it or dislike it? Mm-hmm. But um, don't watch it like it's a TV show. I don't know. That's a little <laughs> <laughs> who's the girl? What do you mean? But that's <laughs> PG. About as real as wrestling, so you know, enjoy it for what it is. 
<laughs> well, that was this was a great episode, everybody. Um, please join us every Wednesday when we have a new episode drop. Um, you can always catch us on our social media page, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I'm your girl Kimmy, and joining me tonight is Keisha. Natasha's here. Rosie. DG. Everybody have a good evening and thank you for joining us on the board.